Quick to our Torah of the week. In this week's double portion, Matos Mase, Moshe tells the Jewish people who will be the ones in charge of helping him divide up the land of Eretz Yisrael. It says that it will be done through Yeshua and the Lazarakayin, and then he lists all the heads of the tribes that would represent their tribes and help in the division of the land. When it comes to the tribe of Yosef, we find an anomaly. Normally, it always mentions Ephraim before Menashe. However, when it goes through the list of names here, it mentions Menashe first and only then Ephraim. Why is that? So in the Sefer Techelas Mordechai, it explains that in Mitzrayim, Menashe was in charge of Yosef's estate and he acted as his right-hand man. Ephraim, on the other hand, sat and learned Torah all day with his grandfather Yaakov. Because of the focus that Ephraim put on Torah study, he merited to have Yeshua come from him, who succeeded Moshe as the leader of the Jewish people. That is also why Yaakov, when blessing them, put his right hand on Ephraim, as the right hand symbolizes the Torah, while the left hand went on Menashe, as the left hand represents success in business and more worldly matters. Therefore, whenever the Torah discusses a spiritual matter, such as the inaugural sacrifices the Nassim brought, etc., then the tribe of Ephraim is mentioned first. However, here it's talking about dividing up the land of Israel, which is a physical objective, and therefore the tribe of Manasseh is mentioned here first. That is also why here the tribe of Zvulun is mentioned before Yisachar, even though normally it's the other way around. Because it's the same idea that Zvulun was a businessman, and Yisachar sat and learned Tyra. And since this was about the physical act of divvying up Eretz Yisrael, the business people were mentioned first. The Mar of Hashemesh gives a bit of a deeper insight. Yosef called his eldest son Menashe, Ki nashani elekim eskol amoli veskol base avi, because God has caused me to forget all my toil and all my father's house. How is forgetting your father's house a good thing? Seemingly, that's a terrible thing. And why would you name your son after that? So the Mar of Hashemesh explains that Yosef HaTzadik's whole pursuit was to constantly refine himself and elevate himself spiritually. So when the wife of Potiphar tried to seduce Yosef, the Gemara tells us that at one point he was going to give in until he saw the image of his father and that held him back from sinning. Now, all these years later, Yosef was saying that I forgot my father's house, meaning that he reached a spiritual level that he no longer needed to see the image of his father in order to refrain from sinning. Likewise, over here, the Jews were leaving the desert where they were surrounded by holiness, by the clouds of glory, by the mun, and they had open miracles that occurred daily. They were now going to be entering the land of Israel, where they would have to work the land, and godliness was not as open and apparent. So when it comes to discussing the dividing up of the land, the Torah mentions Menashe here first, to remind the Jewish people that Yosef, even being in the most unpure land in the world of Mitzrayim, was able to attain an even higher spiritual level than before. The takeaway for us is that although we're sitting over 2,000 years in exile, and one might think that of course we will forget the house of our father, the Besamikdash and all the blessings and holiness that bestowed upon us, comes along this Parsha specifically during the three weeks and reminds us that no matter how dark the Golas may appear, we can always strive for and attain greater spiritual heights. And by making this effort, 
Hashem will surely give us the Chazak Chazak Venis Chazak with the coming of Mashiach speedily. Amen. Have a good Shabbos.